Welcome to the Tribe of Spoken Podcast. Our mission as coaches is to help leaders build themselves into the person their people needs them to be so that they can build servant leaders. If you desire to be a better leader and a better person today, then you found your tribe. So I'm Kerry Castillo, head coach at Bentonville West High School, Lady Wolverine soccer team. I've been coaching and teaching for 20 years now, um, primarily soccer. That's my specialty area, I would say. And uh, joining on the show or collaborating on the show together, Captain Alan Thompson. Alan, I'll let you tell a little more about yourself. I'm a uh, infantry uh, officer. And I uh, am a strength conditioning specialist as well. Um, I've been uh, a strength conditioning coach for over 20 years. And uh, I've uh, done a little bit of coaching myself, uh, not nearly to the, uh, the level of uh, Coach Castillo here. But, uh, I mean, the, the long and short of it is, is we're trying to build uh, leaders. And that's kind of what this show is based around, is how to get the best out of your athletes. And uh, we kind of come to the, the same conclusion that to to build better, better players, you've got to build better people. And uh, to do that, uh, you need to instill the leadership characteristics and discipline uh, into these athletes. And so that's what we're going to discuss a little bit today um, on the show is becoming a mental monster. And how to how to get your athletes, your players, maybe even your children uh, to start expressing these different attributes. Uh, one of the things that we talked a little bit before our, uh, our pre-show a little bit, I guess, was um, when you're working with your athletes, has it ever come to your, has it ever just popped into your head that, you as a leader, you are expressing different attributes and different uh, skills. And, and these players are following you based on these. And, and you've probably seen that, too, as well as uh, in your uh, your leadership on the field. Those individuals are expressing specifically different attributes. But have you ever asked the other players what those attributes are? What is it that they're looking to follow? And so. Coach, I know that you've gone through some of this stuff. What what have your athletes usually said that? Well, this is the this is what I look for in the leadership that I want to follow. Coaching primarily teenagers, you're going to get a different answer depending on gender most of the time, uh, and, and depending on the competitive nature of the person. Um, probably the the most common response you're going to get if you were to pose that question other than silence and, and then guiding them to actually think about that right in the moment in a match what's going to get your attention that's really you have to set the context for them but um you're going to be somebody that is going to listen to them right and make them feel valued that kind of goes hand in hand a leader that will 
that will lead by example, right? So in that in that moment in a game, <laughs> and I pose this question to my uh, captain applicants. I make my players apply to be a captain and have to come in, and they get a battery of scenario questions. And one of them is, you're a captain in the middle of a match, and everything goes wrong. And this fellow teammate gets a card and is popping off to the referee, won't listen to me, and you're on the field, it's up to you. What kind of leader are you going to be right then? That's going to not exacerbate that situation. It's going to calm it down, refocus the team, and you got about five seconds to do it. And so I would say that, that those first two answers, somebody's going to lead by example, somebody's going to listen and make them feel valued, and then, and then probably somebody's going to be brave or commanding is going to be the next response you're going to get. Those are probably the most common. Well, have you, have you ever asked those athletes as a follow-up, do you yourself express those same attributes? Are you that person? because I think that that's what we're really trying to get is a team full of leaders because you never know who's going to be leading that day for whatever reason your, your captain goes down. I mean, heck, we just saw that in the football game this weekend with San Francisco. Brock Purdy goes down. They bring in Josh Johnson and he goes down. Mm -hmm. So as these, and, and there was a big drop-off in leadership between those two guys. It almost looked like Josh Johnson was looking to another person to lead that mm -hmm. game at that point. Because, I mean, he he struggled real hard right out of the gate. And, uh, man, he talked about getting thrown into a situation. I mean, he's been in the league for 15 years and has never played in a playoff game. This is his first time, and he get, goes through and gets blasted and knocked out too. But um, – you know, I wonder if he himself felt like he was a true leader at that point or yep. was the spotlight too big? Yeah, I, I was just about to pose that very same question, but in a different way. You know, what was his psyche going into that? And did his uh, psychological capacity have anything to do with his injury or, or getting himself into a situation where he could get injured or hit in the, in the manner that would injure him, right? How much of that was psychological safety and capacity to be thrown into that role? Um, I think there's a lot to be said there. And I don't know anything about the 49ers organization. No, nothing. You could probably speak to that a whole lot better than I could. But well, you have we'll to see. go back and look at the, the capacity, not just of that player, but of the culture what had been established kind of like the, the question you posed my players, right? If so-and-so goes down and she's the captain, who's going to stand up next, right? They, they were thrown into that, the 49ers thrown into that scenario. Yo. And failed it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so Josh Johnson, he's been on 13 different teams in his career as an NFL quarterback. He's been on the 49ers. This was his third time wow. to be on the 49ers. And they just brought him back going into this because you got Garoppolo that went down early, then Trey Lance went down, and now you're on your third string rookie quarterback 
that walks in and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to lead it. And he did a great job. He's winning games. He's stepping up and he's leaving with that poise that you really want from your, your athletes. But I mean, when Josh Johnson got in there, it was man wind out of the sails and it just came down. And I mean, I don't think he had played all season or had prepared all season. This is over the last, you know, five or six weeks that's like, okay, well, you need to come in. Mm. I I don't I don't know that he was prepared for taking on that role, you know. I don't physically or mentally, I don't know how you could go through, you know, the last five or six months and then be like, oh, by the way, hey, uh, there's a chance that you may be playing and you know, tomorrow. Yeah. And be ready to step in. And the other part of it is that team looks to be surrounded. I mean, he was surrounded by studs. He's got Christian McCaffrey, who is a got all-star running back. You got George Kittle um, and then uh, Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuels. So you've got some really superstar athletes that – are also leaders out there. And I wonder if he, even though you look for your quarterback to be your, your leader on the field, I wonder if he just kind of had to shrink back from all of the, the star power that was around him instead of stepping into it and saying, I'm as good as these guys, or Mm -hmm. I, I belong here. I should be here. This is my shot. And, you know, instead just kind of set back a little bit and was like, I've got the best players around me. I just need to get it to them and let them, you know, do the work. Uh, and it just didn't, it didn't look like it worked out. It just didn't look like he, he didn't have it, you know, for whatever. Well, from a different lens, you uh, all of those players you just mentioned, how many of them tried to pick up the reins and go? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, it, it did look like uh, Christian McCaffrey did try to, to do it. Of course, you know, um, he wasn't in that long. He was in a quarter before he got knocked out and they had to bring Purdy back in and Purdy couldn't even, he couldn't throw the ball. He's got a torn UCL. He's done mm. for the next six months. But mm. what I, the thing that I noticed most was on the defensive side of the ball was Joey Bosa uh, never gave up that dude he just kept on and kept on and kept on and was just relentless. Their defense didn't give up, even though they knew their, their offense was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. They couldn't, they couldn't score. They couldn't move the ball. All they could do is run the ball. They couldn't throw it. And I mean, that's, that's taken a great deal of weapons out of the hands of those players. But for me, the greatest leadership shown for me from that game was the side of defense of, uh, you know, constantly attacking. They didn't give up. They didn't roll over. They didn't lay down. They they kept at it, even though I, it was obvious to probably everyone that the game was over once Johnson went down, just because they didn't have any more quarterbacks to put in. They were talking about putting Christian McCaffrey in as quarterback. Run some wildcat. They and you know what? I don't know why Shanahan didn't do it. And just Got nothing to lose. Get, get somebody in there to throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw it because if you can't throw it, you can't run it. Yeah. And if you can't run it, they're stacking the box. What are you going to do? I would have loved to have heard some of the sideline conversations. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And just to see how, okay, how, how deep is your leadership? Because if you have, you know, like you said, these, 
these people on the defensive side and maybe someone on the offensive side trying to rally by their play, then what did it look like on the sideline? Because, you know, good leadership starts with relationships. Oh, yeah. So what did that look like on the sideline? What did that rallying cry look and sound like over there when the ball's not snapped? Yeah. Man, I, I don't know, but I definitely would have liked to hear what the leadership sounded like on trying yeah. to get those those guys up. You know, right. I mean, you, exactly the question that you're posing to your guys or to your gals out there that, hey, all right, so we've got a everything's going wrong. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, that's where the Niners were because everything yeah. went wrong. Thank you for joining us at The Tribe Has Spoken. If you enjoyed episode one, part one, The Mental Monster, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Tribe Has Spoken, where you can catch the remaining episodes as well as future shows and continue your leadership pathway with us. Today, I pray that you are growing into a transcending leader, loving and leading your people well, and that you are blessed. Until next time, The Tribe Has Spoken. Thank you.